Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hey, guys. Hey, Donald. Welcome back. You Kate. know what I realized? What's that, Donald Faison? I am no longer a priority in my own house. Listen oh. to how, listen to how crazy that sounds. I am no longer a priority in my own house. What does house. that mean exactly? My wife and kids, I really truly believe that they feel like they could find what I do in someone else. <laughs> That's particularly frustrating because you're paying for everyone's existence and they're all like, get out of here. Um, it's just, you know, and I get that. And my wife would be like, my wife, and I, I got to give it to her 100%. She'd be like, shut the fuck up. Try walking a mile in my shoes right now. Right. She does put up with your antics a lot. She's very patient. It's not that. antics. It's not antics. I think she just understands who I am and what I am. And she's like, I can live with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But she does put up, you, you, you know, you, you have your flaws. We all do. Sure. My flaws, I feel like, Amen I feel like, that. I feel like, and I feel like I'm a little bit different than a lot of people. I feel like you I feel like you're a little bit different. I feel like we're all different in our own ways. Sure. And I feel like she which my different she can put up with. She's all right with. It's enough. It's yeah. like he's not going he's not going so far over that, you know. She but sees it, the positives. You're a good man, you're a good dad, you 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 provide for the whole family, you make her laugh. Even though you demand a lot of sex, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure you know how to thrust. 
good. <laughs> you know what's Western important. You know what's important for thrusting. Speaking of thrusting, yeah, what stretching? Exercise. You stretch, Exercise. You stretch before sex. Exercise is important for thrusting. Yeah, definitely. If you get you your cardio eat. up, you can go longer and harder, and 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 don't have to take breaks for water. Well, that's the thing. Blood circulates. Take it from a freight doctor. Blood circulates better. Right. When you so now exercise. that you're back on the Peloton, do you now that you're back on the Peloton, do you find that your cardio for sex has has gone up? Your heart, you can you can maintain your heart rate longer. Um, you know, I, like I said, I got my heart rate up to one eighty something and stayed in that thing for like three minutes. If I could do that with sex, yeah, woo, imagine yeah. that three minutes out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Three minutes. Oh na na, what's her name? Oh na na, what's her name? Oh na na, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Oh na na, what's her name? Oh na na, what's her name? Oh na na. Three minutes? Are you kidding me? What's my name? What's my name? So bad for Casey. What's my name? I just feel so bad for Casey. Oh man, what's going on, man? What's going on, listeners? Hi, thanks for joining us. Hi. I was waiting for them to say something back just now. <laughs> Hi, listeners. Hey, we got Randall Winston on the show today. Should we just invite him in off the bat because he's a he's a, 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 a what is he? He's a crew member. He's a producer. He gets early invitations. You don't want to just go into the five, six, seven, eight? No, we got more to talk about with Randall. Okay, well then, let's hold bring off him on in. Your five, six, seven, eight. Maybe we give it to Randall. We don't know what's going to happen. You never know. Okay, well, let's hold off on that five, six, seven. Yeah, Daniel. <laughs> See, don't we can we can say it, Daniel. We can say it and trust that you know that when it's yes. time, it's time. It's only it's only Bill that automatically triggers the music when he says it. <laughs> is Randall here? Hmm. I'm here. I'm here. I, I, I got oh, there, there he is. Hello, there is. Looking good. You don't age. You do. Not we got age. Randall Winston. We got Randall Winston. We got Randall Winston. We're in awe. You do he's not, so fucking you, busy, but he's on our podcast. We got Randall Winston. We're in love. Okay. Oh, damn. Um, like Randall, you do not age. You look like Benjamin Buttons. You're going backwards. <laughs> you are. You are kind, sir. Now, Coach a lot of you, uh, just to refresh your memory, Randall is our uh, one of our producers, our line producer on the show. And if you're thinking, you may have, but he also um, played Leonard, the security guard. He also and played. Death. He also played Death. Now, Randall, I don't want the listeners to think. Uh, wh- why did they give Leonard the security guard an episode to direct? That's not what happened. Uh, Randall <laughs> is was the producer of the show. And uh, and knew it better than anyone. And Randall, was this your very first time directing an episode of television? I know you've gone on to direct lots of television, but is, was this your first one? Yes, it actually. I, it, that was my first uh, primetime television show. I was I was trying to remember, um, and then when I rewatched it, I I, uh, I I it was it was a big deal. It was a lot of fun and. It must be fun to look back on it now. I mean, it's fun just to look back on all of them now, but when you, especially when you're looking back at the very first episode of TV you ever directed, it must be cool. It's huge, but it, you know, it's, and it's also it's such a reminder of, um, I mean, obviously all things Scrubs being great and how how amazing everybody there was and how collaborative that it is just to be in that position. I mean, you guys were great and generous, you know, as 
as you are to each other as actors, but then to me as a director. And everybody, every department head, I felt like had my back. You know, I mean, there's well, there's, yeah, I was about some, to say, dude, you, out of everybody, you might be one of the most prepared people to direct at that moment in time. Right. You know what I mean? With right. all the experience that you had from being with Bill in New York. From you know uh, coming to coming to L.A. and doing other shows and 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 at this point you knew the ins and out of it all. You had sat on set for hours, over ten thousand hours easily. You 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 had observed, so yeah. it was obvious. And also, he's so you were so beloved by the crew. So you know, you saying the crew is rooting for you is an understatement. I mean, everybody right. loved you so much. I mean, this um, is season three. We've all partied together by at this oh, point. Oh man, I was actually you know I'm I mean? trying to remember a line, which, a line producer which rap just to party remind the, this. Just to remind the fans who don't know the business, a line producer is sort of the nuts and bolts producer. They're dealing with the crew. They're looking at spreadsheets. They're the one concerned about the money and and how much is going in, coming out. They're the ones that are really um, you know on the front lines with the crew. And a lot of times, the crew doesn't like the line producer because their job is to say, "No, you can't have that." Um, but Randall managed to do it in such a way that everybody loved him. I, uh, I love that you say it, say it that way, and I think part of part of it is again it goes back to the collaboration. Like I, I never, I I never have an agenda to say no. I have an agenda to say what's the best thing for the show, and you know, to the writers, like what what supports the funniest moments. Like how, wh- let's get the most we can into the box that we have to fit it into. My favorite and, kind of line producer never says no off the bat. They go, okay, um, <laughs> that's a big ask. Let me see what we can do. And then and then they go like, okay, you can have that if you give up this. Like if you shoot an eight-hour day, yeah. or, or t- you can have the giant techno crane. You know, they, Ty, there's, a nego- total, there's a negotiation. You know? A total Chinese menu. But uh, in, in, in the role of producer and when you were directing, I always got a kick out of – before the script was out, came the ask. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I love camera toys and gadgets and all the expensive shit. So I, do, I wouldn't, when I was directing, I wouldn't have even read the script. I'd be like, Randall, we need a 50-foot techno crane. Um, we're definitely going to need this. We're going to need that. Like, I just, like, I just was pre-ordering all my gadgets for, uh, for the show. Even if everything was in the hospital, you would figure out a way to get a crane oh, involved yeah. where it would yeah. be like, okay, well, let's start at the front door, and then I'm going to crane up from the right. front door to the second wind floor yeah. window, and, and, but you know what? But you, uh, but to your credit, you know, it, it made some for some cool shit. Yeah, um, I mean, I love I love cinematography, and I love is particularly in Scrubs. You know, the camera was a character. We always said that the, the way yeah. the camera moved was a character in the show. So for me, it was like, oh, I want to give that character a leading part in my episodes because I love cool shots. I love going. Oh, what if we? You know, the obvious way is to shoot these two people. You know, at the railing talking right. snore. What's a what's a what's it you know and obviously some moments need to be simple yeah. and static but to me I'm always especially in the language of, of of Scrubs and the way the camera moved I was always like okay what's the out of the box cool way to, to shoot this moment you know well yeah, I think I think there's there's actually a great example of uh, maybe maybe I'm inspired I was inspired by all that you're saying as far as making the character and trying to use the visual language in this episode but I had to go low tech. And uh, it's it's that it's that last scene where we're uh, where we're at the rehearsal dinner. And I don't remember. I don't know if you remember, but it was late and it was cold, and everybody, not everybody, had a line. Nobody wanted to be there, and we had to do this stunt. And the set was so small, but I wanted this big opening shot. And the grips built like a ramp in the set 
for the steady camera to walk down the ramp and around the table, you know, so that we could have this. Uh, this I do remember that. Scene. I do remember that. I do. All right. So we should count in because Donald said, should we count in before Randall? And I said, no, I want Randall to count in. And now we've lost track, and we ha- this is all prologue. We haven't sung our theme song. Randall, right. will you count us in with a five, six, seven, eight to lead us in song? This is where it fell apart last time. Yeah, here we go. Five, six, Here's seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of dogs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, "Here's the stories that you all should know." I can't talk about this yet on the show, but uh, so we'll cut it out. But I, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna work with um, one of your um, buddies. Awesome. Which one? Oh, I got excellent. offered the. Uh, I didn't tell you guys this. We have to cut it out of the show, uh, Daniel. But um, I right. got offered the. Uh, yes. Awesome. <laughs> no so you gotta cut out all of that. And but yo, holy and, shit! And dude. it's. An what? I'm throwing computers. You, I, that's oh my awesome. god, that's How amazing, that, Zach. Yo, How big is that? that's so Top fucking shit, awesome, man. I'm so excited. Holy shit! Congratulations, that's be awesome, dude. That's Thank you. Awesome. That happened. Awesome. Uh, there you go. Anyway, I have to lie down. Oh, <laughs> such good information. That's so excited. It's so fly. Wow. Anyway, I don't know how you're going to tell that story, Daniel, without... You can probably tell... It's going to be all this... It's going to be like a Snoop Dogg record in the yeah. 90s on the radio. No, with beep. With beep. Anyway, because that was all... Because that was all beeped, uh, we'll just say that I got a really cool role that I'm excited about, and we'll tell you more about it once it's announced. Awesome. And it's Six Degrees of Randall Winston, because he knows one of the key players um so randall yeah. when you're directing do you direct as randall winston or do you direct as leonard the security guard <laughs> well, I, I, I like to live as much of my life as leonard the security guard as i possibly can um hmm. the, the best part is that i can take the hook off and still yes function. very lucky that you can take the um, hook off. but you know i uh i i, I miss my, i miss the fro i miss my fro it was could you uh, ever grow an afro like back in the day when I was a child, yes, of course. I mean, I had a fro. Come and, on, man. You know, but it was a big deal. No, to, I didn't know if I didn't know if it was man. like um, like your beard, Donald. How it comes in patchy, like like you Cliff can Clavins. eat a dick, man. Listen, this is this is what happens with puberty. When you're a child, usually, for the most part, you have a full head of hair. It's as you gain pubescence. Oh. Is that the right way to say it? I don't know if as gain you, pubescence is as, as you go, you through, go puberty. through puberty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't as think you it's go... as you gain pubescence. <laughs> I like that. It sounds good, though, right? It does sound good. As you like gain it. pubescence. Oh Wait, so you you're, telling pubescence. Me you aren't, you're telling me something I didn't know. You're saying that African-American hair doesn't grow as thick post-puberty? No, I'm saying for all human beings, it has nothing to do with African-Americans. Well, we were talking about human... Afros. Why are you taking this... Because everybody's motherfucking hair grows when they're fucking before they go through puberty, Zach. Before they start losing the shit, Zach. What are you a fucking? Come on, man. Come on, man. It doesn't have to. Come come on, bro. Come on, buddy. You're saying you're saying. Come on, buddy. Then what does puberty have to do with it? Ass face. 
You know what it has to do with. Once you go through puberty, that's when you start to get the hair. That's when all things start to grow. And when the things start to grow, guess what happens after that? It starts to fall out if that's your future. If that's how it is for you in the future, that's how it is. Just because you have a full head of hair doesn't mean you need to all of a sudden start discriminating against us with less of, okay? That's, you don't need to start doing that. Okay, Randall, help I, me here. I, ju I just bought my son his first pick. Uh, wow. Because, you know, during nice. COVID, his hair is spectacular, um, <laughs> nice. but it is a little wild. So yeah. I'm trying to, you know, because when, I was, when I was his age, I, you know, I had the pick. I had the pick that you put in here, the pick that fold up, pick with the fist. And then. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, doesn't have the fist. And then, and, then, and then my mother, you know, made us carry a silk scarf. So once you picked it out, you could get it perfectly round and, you know, whip that thing off. And <laughs> what, do you do with the, what do you do with the silk scarf? That was so that you didn't have any errant curls. It would it, when you patted a silk scarf on it, it got, got you that perfect Jackson Five. So you got mic. So you'd have the perfect microphone dome. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, let's jump into the episode. Donald, do you have your recap? Were you able to do that today? Oh boy, I did do it. But this, I'm gonna tell you something right now. At this point, the show is now it's the same shit every episode, man. Every every show. It's the same few things. What you know you what mean? I mean? What do you mean? Why are you dissing Scrubs? I'm not dissing Scrubs. This is how, this is how, I guess this is how storytelling becomes. You find different ways to tell the same story over, not the same story, I should say, the same uh, message over, to say the same message over and over again. You know what I mean? Like, in this one, I'll start with the recap. Hold Ellie on, hold on. Can I get my timer ready? Come on, man. There is at least one person on earth who cares about the time of it. It's these. always either love. I'm just saying this. It's always either love. It has something to do with relationship. It has something to do with work. There's like a top 10 of things that we all, so far up to season three, that we always touch on when it comes to Scrubs. You can count on there's going to be a death episode. You can count on these things in the 22 yeah. to 24 episodes. It took you this much time to realize that Scrubs follows a, a basic formula? Well, no, it's not that it follows a basic. You're an asshole, dude. And I, and I, I, I guess this is the purpose. There's going to be a moment where you laugh. There's going to be a moment when you cry. There'll probably no, be a fucking the, Gavin DeGraw song at the end. I guess this is the, but this is the basic form. This is the basic reason for a recap. Like, you know, it's like how do you? Let's get into it. Let's. Just All right, here we it. go. On your marks, set, go. Elliot and JD are back together for the time being. Carla and Turk's family are in town for their wedding vows. Cox and the janitor go to war, and Kelso loves clicky top pins. Where and how you find your happiness is up to you. Mm. Don't fear it when you feel it coming your way. And don't confuse it with comfort. It's amazing to be overwhelmed with happiness. It's amazing to have your tank filled to the max with joy. But the most amazing part of the pursuit is when you find someone that makes it so that you don't have to generate your own happiness. Because they bring the happiness to you. Preach. Mm. Preach. It's true, though. What's going on with Turk here? He can't... There's con not, there, so this, this is the thing. This episode's about... He can't me. articulate why he's... He's he's so in love. Yeah. And JD can't understand why, you know, everything's perfect. Everything's right. He's in happy. He's found his happiness, but he can't enjoy it. He's Turk impossible. Can't articulate. He, Turk yeah. can't articulate it. Cox, Cox is confused by, you know, what is happiness and what is, you know, what is, what is, you know, his whole conflict in his relationship, 
you know, that's, you know, it's a, it's a conflict, but that conflict is what makes him happy. And the same thing with the, and the same thing with the janitor, the janitor just lost, had a big L to somebody who's only been working at the hospital for freaking two months, if anything, you know what I mean? For two months. Yeah. And he's like, I need a win. What can I do to win now? Like everybody's cocks in a morgue drawer. Right. That's what he does. Everybody's in pursuit. Everybody's in the pursuit of it. And Kelso's, Kelso's is, you know, where's my, I need a clicky top, man. A clicky top would make me so happy. What are you going to say, Randall? Um, I was Donald. Donald caught up with it. I was going to say that the uh, the the joy and the honesty of of Cox's relationship is what he's wrestling with. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I guess in some ways, all the stories are about people being honest with themselves about what it is. I felt so frustrated with JD in this episode. It's weird watching yourself as a character this many years later, and I'm like, oh, this fucking guy. Like it's so, <laughs> it's so. I feel so bad for Elliot. I mean. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just so frustrating. I can't believe watching this episode that she ever fucking gave him another chance. I mean, it's so fucked up. You do. I, I, I remember thinking that at the time, like, you know, like, stop fucking with her, J.D. Yeah. Uh, but, Why uh, would she ever if this were real life? I mean, I, granted, people give the, the people they love a zillion chances. I know that. But Stockholm um, Syndrome. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I'm watching this going and knowing that we eventually end up together. Sorry, spoilers. But I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why the one f- person that's yeah, like- that one, that one person that's the one person that's listening but has never watched the show? <laughs> I'm sure there's people listening that I think I know for a fact there's people that listen to this that have never watched Scrubs. They just like us shooting the shit. But what if they're <laughs> listening and watching along and you just fucked right. it up? Well, anyway, sorry. Um, but anyway, I, I genuinely got upset. I'm like, why the fuck? Would she ever go back with this guy? He's such an asshole. I mean, he really broke up this great thing she had with with Scott Foley, for God's sakes. Look at him. And, with, with, and he's a good man, and he loves her, and they're moving in, and he's he's just, he's not neurotic and crazy like JD. He just has, he's a marine biologist, and he's lo- treats her amazingly, and JD fucking blows the whole thing up. Then at the engagement party for at the what is it the the, the pre dinner what do you call it? It's the the, the wedding dinner. The, the dinner, yeah, the, the wedding rehearsal, rehearsal. The, the wedding rehearsal, rehearsal dinner. dinner. Rehearsal yeah, dinner. Yeah, rehearsal dinner. Yeah. It's funny you call rehearsal dinner because you don't always rehearse. It's just a thing. No, well you go over the yeah you the go over the itinerary. Oh yeah, sorry, Randall, you've married a lot of people, so you know. I, I married Donald. I know. Donald and Casey. At your house. I know. I know. Best I am day looking, of my life. I'm looking right now at the spot where I was papped with. Uh, What's her name? Jessica Simpson. Bam. Um, I, Randall, I, I just, what are your thoughts on that? Because I, I just, I, I'm watching this and I'm going, I understand, you know, the whole, it's a TV show. It has to have drama. Well, um, <clears throat> but I, but I'm, but I'm like, this is, this is so fucked up. But it's also a big episode also. You know what I mean? Like you literally have a, you know, the, the, the episode before the fin- the finale is always the one where you have to set up and deliver that message before it goes into it. So it's like you were given a juggernaut, dude. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it does. It sets the table for the season finale. It was, it was, it was a big deal. If, if you were asking me story wise, Zach, about I did feel I felt very bad for for uh, for Elliot and uh, wondered what the hell JD was doing. But there's also there's a, a big part of the episode where it's it sort of takes a back seat where you're being very conciliatory and. And uh, and just letting her have her win, so you know you get to 
uh, you get to enjoy the the janitor, um, the the janitor and Cox fighting, and you know, and and Donald fighting with the uh, with his future brother-in-law, uh, Freddie Rodriguez, I think, who was uh, yeah. on Six Feet Under. He was yeah. It was, it was fun to have him on the show. Like Marco. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> the um, the. Well, the, uh, the the episode opens with a couple of my favorite things, which is the arrival of the janitors. You know, yes. that, that awesome van when you see everybody come out. There's uh, my uh, my namesake, uh, uh, Randall, um, played by yeah. Martin. Um, Martin, clever. Is, who who just beat the janitor. And I think the, when, uh, when the brother-in-law pulls up, in that farm truck with the yeah. sheep why in did, it. Yeah, why, did, the, why, did why did, was it a farm truck, first of all, with only one sheep? Like it was a it was, goat herder who had only one sheep? That's because the was, line producer, Randall, told the director, Randall, he could only have one sheep. It was, I think it was, it was culturally sensitive, clearly. And um, the, but the sheep, I'm going to tell you, was on cue Every time. Every time, did, like, right. That's a Hollywood <laughs> sheep. That's a Hollywood bleated, sheep. He knows his cue. bleated at the same time. I was I was in awe of the, of the sheep. <laughs> so wait, Marco, like only, I'm just trying to... I'm just trying other to, actors could freaking... I'm just trying to follow what happened sheep. here. Marco was at the airport, and Turk didn't pick him up, and so he flagged down a farmer? I don't understand what happened at the at LAX, or whatever we're supposed to be. I don't understand what happened at the airport. Well, see, that that's, that's a little-known fact, that in, in San DeFrangelis... Um, the uh, airport is near a farm. Uh, you know, it's it's out. Maybe in, Marco in, started in. walking. Uh, from, <laughs> somebody and, was like, and someone felt bad for him. I don't know. But they but, wouldn't let him ride in the in the cab. They were like, get yeah, in the back you, with the get get in the back. <laughs> now I want to say something before we even get to the arrival of the janitors, which is hilarious, and the very first time we see the janitors' bizarre van. We have an appearance by the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. Now, Randall, how did this come about? How is the soup Nazi Tara Reed's new love interest? <laughs> I, I mean, like so many things in Scrubs, it was just like, uh, I think, a fever dream. It was like we just wanted to have the soup Nazi on the show. And, and you know, I, 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 the other thing that I think is great about the beginning of the show is we're in season three and we are, you in particular, Masters of micro stunts. Like, how many times do you fall or j- jump out of bed between, you know, in the cold open? Yeah. You, do the, you, you toss Elliot and then you leap out of bed. And then when you're coming back and trying to do the clothes and fall behind the couch. That's I mean. a very funny uh, sequence, by the way. For those of you who don't remember, um, Elliot's a very deep sleeper. And JD is like manhandling her around because he wants to go ask his ex, <laughs> Danny, some questions before 9 a.m. when Elliot's alarm goes off. So the physical comedy with Sarah was really funny. She she was like just she does not wake up no matter what. Even after I smack her ass, she's just yeah. snoring. <laughs> um, and and getting um, uh, uh, I'm sorry I forgot his name. Soup Nazi on the show was it, it's uh, he didn't want to do it. Really? Yeah. Nobody I mean, ever wants to do it. That's the crazy it, shit. It, Nobody it's, ever. Well, wants he doesn't to want to say his. He, he doesn't want to say his catchphrase. I'm sure it's like exactly. JJ from Good Times. He doesn't. You know, he didn't no, want to I, say dynamite. Well, it JJ didn't want to do it. More money. Nazi didn't want to do it. The, I thought uh, JJ just from, said it was cost more money, but it was. I remember it was more money. Uh, and the uh, I think we had the same thing with uh, Gunther from, like, anyway. So, uh, the, so like, we got like, we got one we got one no soup for you, and it's and it's baked into the scene. Because you trick him at the end to uh Oh, but he really his, didn't want to say it. Uh he really didn't want to say it. And then and then I and then but he was in a couple of episodes, if he I was? remember correctly. Yeah, I think we had him back and that might have been part of um, the Um 
Oh, I don't know. It's a, you know, this is a very interesting thing because we had something. His like name is Larry. Happened. His name is Larry Thomas. Sorry, Larry Thank Thomas. You. This happened later on uh, again, and it didn't work out, but it turned into a very funny segment. And shout out to the brother that played uh, old MC. Old MC. You know what <laughs> yes, I mean? Shout out yes. to the brother that played old MC because we wanted young MC to come in and do it. And young MC was too proud to come in and play himself and say, bust the move. He would not do it. He would and not I mean, do I, it. I, in producer mode, and pulled out all my tricks because I have, there were, there were a few people across the years that like didn't want to do something and that, you know, promises I mean, were that- made. Ronald, Randall, speaking of cameos, uh, Scrubs Wiki claims that you said that Billy Crystal donated the clip from When Harry Met Sally because he was a Scrubs fan. Is that true? Let's go with yes. <laughs> you know, if that, I did, if- I do. I did. Ran into. I ran into Billy Crystal once, and he seemed to be a, a, a fan of of the show. I don't know if this little anecdote is true or not on Scrubs Wiki, but. That sounds. I mean, was that sounds we about right. I was trying to. Re- I, I was actually trying to remember. We had the clip because I had. Uh, I I had studied up on my Billy Crystal trivia. Um, you know how he got into the business, and when he was a kid, they used to stick quarters to his head, and like, you know, usually having some uh, personal knowledge on the way in was helpful. Um, yeah. Um, well, that, that that's was one very of the funny. best so, movies ever. Still. To this day, man, have you watched it recently? Anyone? It's uh, still Joelle so has. freaking good, Joel. Every come on. year for New Year's, it's the best New Year's movie. Aww. It's so it's... precious. You know what's you funny? Know, a lot of people are watching uh, Endgame for New Year's, but yeah, when Harry Met Sally works too. Now that you're saying that, I, it is. It is kind of funny that in the episode, you know, we see the scene, and then that's the toast that gets you busted in the end. Because when I'm watching the episode, and maybe this happens to, to people all the time during scripts, I feel like there are so many little phrases that are that are catchphrases. Like you know, how many times do people uh, I know say, "Oh, I like the uh, I, I like the special birthday sex," or "Clicky tops with twisty <laughs> twisty pens." Um, yeah, you know, there's there's a, a, a zillion things that were uh, from the ridiculous to uh, to just the earworms. You know that. I really don't like twisty bottoms. I find them very annoying. I'm much yeah, more, I, I prefer. A clicky I'm much top. more on a clicky top. I prefer a clicky top also. Because also All you day. can play with a clicky top with your nervous energy. I yeah. hate a twisty bottom, and I, don't I feel like, like a twisty bottom either. always reverts to untwisted when you while you're using it, or in I your wanna, pocket, and then you have ink on your shirt. Yeah, I want to ask you this: uh, when Judy enters for the first time in this episode. When she enters, it's like a breath of fresh air. Her hair's brand new. She's yeah. bright and pink. She looks beautiful. I never seen she her looks, hair like that. You know what I mean? Great. Like everything is like, and she's very excited about the wedding. This is a director's question. Was this something that you were like, this is a moment for her at that? Or was this, you know, something that she was like, I'm just going to wear my hair straight? Like there was just something really beautiful about her at that and exciting about her at that moment. It was very exciting. I, I I wish I could take more credit. I think that was a lot her. I think I think the one thing that I may have played a part in is, if you recall, season three. Season three was all about hair. You know, because mm-hmm. remember, El- Sarah had gotten uh, her hair remake, redone redo, at the yeah. top of the season, and so you know, um, Judy had been 
I think, anxious to also. Oh, Judy was some, like, "Where's my makeover?" You know, some opportunities to 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 audition some different looks. Well, she yeah. looked great. Judy, by the way, she's coming on uh, for the season three finale. Uh, Judy's coming on for the wedding uh, awesome. next episode. Mrs. Turkleton will be on. I know our fans mm-hmm. have been clamoring for more Judy Reyes, right, Joelle? Yes, absolutely. I get a lot of messages for Judy. Like, where is Judy? Why isn't Judy back? What's going on? And I was like, I feel you. I'm in the same boat. So I'm glad we got her. Everybody, she's back for the finale and the wedding. um, Don't ever say we don't give you what you want. Yeah. Don't ever say that. All you got to do is harass Joelle and we'll eventually acquiesce. Yes. It's facts. But please don't um, please don't harass her, harass her. Well, don't harass her. Harass her with love. You know, Gentle kill, harassment. Yeah, don't harass her like a politician walking through the airport. That is very much please. like how scrubs operated. You know, people who used to uh, harass enough to get on the show or stand at the gate long enough to get on property and then get a tour. Or in Leonard's case, if, if, they, if they wrote... If they wrote me a fan letter, they got all kinds of shit. Like I said, did you get and, fan mail as Leonard? Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, not. Oh yeah, I got a lot, but I got some, and I was very excited about it. It may have come from a prison, I can't say. I but, would right? love. Was I anybody love... ever like a carton of cigarettes, please? <laughs> Randall, I would love a signed um, headshot of you as Leonard, if you don't mind. <laughs> That would be a great birthday gift, actually. That's a great. Gift. All right, Randall. You know, next next time you want to get your present, I just want to. I just want to like a, but like the hook, like on your chin. Like, like this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna sign it. I'm gonna sign it. That's what happened. That's what happened. So that's what. Happened. Danny says to. Uh, the soup Nazi, it's five to nine. That Denver omelet's not going to make itself. So that, that was great. Out loud. That was, that was great. I mean, um, and uh, the uh, the Tara Reid arc, uh, another like crazy moment in pop culture and Scrubs history. I know. Like, I I just love how much how how game she was to just kind of be funny and be a be an annoying character. We dressed her as a cigarette. I mean, I know, how that was the last episode. Game? How does that work? Because I know at some point it's like, dude, we gotta, like, you gotta shit or get off the pot. Because she's she's in like nine episodes, something like that, nine to ten episodes. And at that point, it's like, well, what do we do? Do we make her a regular? Do we do we? You know what I mean? Like this character is so. How do we? You know what I mean? She's a part of the. You know, she's in Jordan's family. It's like, how do we just make her disappear? And the the answer is, you just stop writing for her. But you know, like. She was so funny. It's like that could have went on for a really long time. Is my point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think she could have. Look, she could have come back at any time. Yeah. Oh, really? Were you guys like it's an open invitation? Just you know. Oh, it, uh, f- um, from that perspective, it was. You know what I mean? Because like at some point, at some point, it's like, well, we're not going to pay you anymore. Well, right. you know. So, so would you mind hanging not, out? No, it's I, not, I'm no, sure it's, she was expensive. But it's like the, the story. Yeah, it's like the story. The story. It's not like the story ran out. It's just that it's like we said it was only going to be nine episodes. So that is that. Is that a how lot, that of, works a out? lot of times, it's like that with her. It was. It was really. I mean, you have to remember it, that that we were in that time. I mean, wasn't that also sort of the time when um, when uh, Paris Hilton was getting popular and like she? she I feel like she was a popular party girl because it was pop culture. Like it was a, a moment and like 
I don't think there was any request for her to be uh, a regular. And I think she was just having, I think she was having fun doing it and did not see it as a uh, long-term play. Yeah, she did it like all. I, that, but that, that's interesting because whenever I go into a job, that's how I look at it. I'm like, all right, look, if I can wow these fuckers long enough, they'll continuously think about me every time they are, uh, every time they're, Thinking of you know like if the character if I can convince them not to kill this character like that's like if they if they're gonna kill a character in a movie my goal when I get there is to somehow convince the writer don't fucking kill this character dude He's I t- by I, t- I tell I tell the Neil Flynn story all the time he was he was a he was a bit part in the pilot right yeah. and, and Neil's the, the Neil's the ultimate example of that he he was like so funny that that Bill made him a, a regular. That's my goal. Every time I get a every time I get a job, my goal is to somehow wow whoever is running the thing enough to be like, you know what? We should hire Donald Faison again. It doesn't always work. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I do the same you know. thing. Zach, has I'm... anybody ever done a tally on how many times you fell? How many times you did <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I would I would just take the number of episodes. I mean, Scrubs Wiki don't got that? Take the number of episodes and multiply it times like three. There's some pretty funny falls in this one. The one, the one taking off my clothes to hurry back to get into bed with Elliot. That's my favorite. That was funny. That was. That's funny. my favorite. I, I, I would have such fun with it because I knew if the mat was thick enough and could be hidden, I wouldn't get hurt. So I could really just. I mean, sometimes you couldn't hide the mat and it would hurt, or it would be a stuntman. <laughs> but, but uh, that 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 fall with me twisting with my clothes off uh-huh. and falling. That was my specialty. And then and you then, dive. And then this. <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk about a lot more things, including the arrival of the janitors. We'll be right back after these fine words. Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. Kind is calling all flavor chasers. Hey, it's Zach here, and Kind has six new flavors for whatever you crave. Is it something sweet? Try the new seeds, fruit, and nuts bars with flavors like dark chocolate, raspberry, and pumpkin seed. They're made with sweet raspberries and cranberries. And the number one ingredient, seeds. And for something savory, Kind has you covered. Try their roasted nuts and jalapeno bars. Or grab the rosemary nuts and sea salt bars. Savory snacking has never been this delicious. I know your mouth is watering. I personally love the raspberry. Mmm, Donald, let me tell you, I could eat 10 of those a day. Oh, really? Rosemary's mine. All six new bars are gluten-free and have at least five grams of protein. Kind always leads with nutrient-dense ingredients like nuts. Explore all the new flavors waiting for you, like strawberry sunflower seed, orange cranberry pumpkin seed, and paprika nuts and mesquite smoked sea salt. This is the bar for people who love real food. Try all the new flavors of Kind Seeds, Fruit and Nuts Bars, and Kind Savory Bars. Shop on KindSnacks.com today. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, was booted. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene. I've lost on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. We're back. Gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. So upset this has become a regular thing. <laughs> Sorry, Duel. We're going to stop it. But I do want Dan to play a little bit of the Disredo right here. All right. So, wow, wow. Randall, we discovered that um, when you play the Disredo, you look like you're chugging a giant cock. Sorry, Randall. Sorry, Randall. <laughs> There's so much to process. There. Sorry, don't. Do, you don't have to. You don't have to weigh in. There are so and, many. And, there are so many people around that region who fucking hate us right now for no, saying that. No, they shit. know it. They know uh, it. They like truth. I, I think it they gives like a, truth. You think the dude that stands the... on the top of the mountain with the motherfucking Disredo? Wow. I think if there's a Disredo player in your family, you've been hiding the fact that you want to tell them <laughs> that they it can, looks, they like, can, it they looks can, like they're chugging a giant cup. A little, pu- <laughs> little pipe smoking. It gives new meaning, new meaning to the land down under. Yeah. <laughs> nice, Randall. Yeah. All right, listen. So the arrival of the janitors, I think it's hilarious that even the black janitor has Neil's hair on. Hundred <laughs> percent. So funny. They all come out of the back of this very odd van. I mean, was it your? Was I it found you that, that van. I picked that. So van. you I was very picked proud the van. Yes. By the way, that van. I know I'm not allowed. I'm made fun of for talking about the first episode I directed, which is a masterpiece. But that van is featured prominently when we when Donald and I go on the quest and the and the and uh, the janitor kidnaps us. Yes, that's right. Van. But um, so, how did you find that van? Do you remember where it's from? It's not an American thing. I can't be. Um, I no, that detail I don't remember. But uh, didn't he have the A team van or something like that at some point? <clears throat> yes, a van because, to that? Okay. because 
because we blew that van up or something something happened to that green van, and <clears throat> so we had to get, pick a new van for him. And I think actually, I think I directed the episode where the A Team van premieres also. <laughs> so that, that's his second it. van. I love it. <clears throat> but anyway, this this van was cool. By the way, David Hasselhoff is selling his personal kit car. Wow! Auction, Donald. I think we need for to charity. Get charity. I'm, just, I'm assuming it's for charity, or maybe it's for his own wallet. I don't know. That's, you see how that's judgmental awesome. we got real quick? I don't mean, <laughs> just selling his car. Oh, we all got so judgmental real quick. He's selling the kid car. For charity? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, fuck it. If David Hasselhoff wants to make some money off his kid car, let him do it. No, but, I'm not. I know, I know. No doubt, no doubt. If he wants to make the money for himself, that's all to the good. But it's uh, interesting that that's where we all How much do you think Didn't David we have Hasselhoff's the guy who... own kid car goes for? First of all, A, is it like a tricked out prop one with all the gadgetry inside? Hell no, that like... shit doesn't exist, man. Oh, yeah, no it does. Way. You go on eBay. Bro. There's no way there's a street legal fucking kit. Out there, There's I'll bet no way. you. I'll bet you anything. A I've street legal on... version. A street legal version. Yeah, people just like the DeLorean. People have bought these cars and tricked them out with the with like like to specs of the perfect prop. So the car drives itself. No, it doesn't drive itself. It's just got all the gack, all the all the, the car talks to you. Although car now talks. it probably could. I know it could now. That's true. I, I wouldn't I mind a DeLorean, man. That DeLorean still looks badass, man, to this day. Uh, every time I see a DeLorean on the street, uh, like every few months, you'll see one drive by, and I'm like, I want one. Yeah. The problem with them, I'm told, is they, they don't sell parts for them anymore. So you kind of have to like, or your I, mechanic has to like jerry-rig other parts. Oh, I thought they did sell parts for them. I don't think so. I think if you, if you have a DeLorean, you're on your own. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, question. every time I see a DeLorean, I think about cocaine. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Wait, why do you think about cocaine when you think Wait, of Randall, the DeLorean? Go. This is a good reveal. Because, and go. <laughs> because DeLorean, that's what he got busted for. The guy. Uh, John oh, DeLorean. I thought, I thought the... they ran him out of business. I thought, like, all of the uh, car owners didn't like the fact that there was this. Well, I mean, that's probably the real reason. But the, the, the FBI bust was all around drugs. Oh. oh, oh I got to read what Joel just uh, sent us. Kit is currently um, in the U.K., and whoever wins the lot is responsible for paying the shipping costs of getting Kit back to the United States. The auction estimate is between 175000 and 300000 Here's the catch. If bidding exceeds 25% of the $975,000 reserve price... Wait, what? David Hasselhoff will personally deliver the vehicle to its new owner. But I'm confused about that. The reserve is 975000 meaning he's not going to release it in... But it, but but this doesn't make sense though because this says nine hundred seventy five is the reserve, which feels very high for the car. For Kit, really? You were just talking about uh, how how awesome it would be to have a tripped out freaking brand new kit. Well, kit for one seventy five. That that is the kit that that Hasselhoff owns. Seems like does the guy does if the guy pay, who did, did Kit's all... voice? Does, do you get do you get him too? He was <laughs> right. on does Scrubs. he come? No. Right? Does he come inside? He was the on box Scrubs. In the car? I love that guy. Yeah, he was on Scrubs and he was he on um, Saint Elsewhere. Hmm? Forgot his name, but he was on Saint Elsewhere. Michael. <laughs> he was also on Boy Meets World. I told you that I went to Universal Studios back in the day, and they had a kit car that you would sit in. And I was young enough to be fucking baffled by the fact that there was obviously a camera with some guy in a mic in a room somewhere because he was like, I like your sweater. And I was like, holy shit, Kit is real. I was also at Universal and Kit, Kit said to me, he goes, 
My, do we have one of the Los Angeles Lakers? What? <laughs> oh, because you're tall. Why did you? Why did you make Kit so effeminate? Hello. <laughs> I thought was. was Kit trying to fuck you, Randall? No, but he plays the didgeridoo. Uh, <laughs> Call back. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Can you we imagine the guy, the guy, the guy playing kid is like hitting on people? Like, oh, someone's girthy. Like, <laughs> calm down, kid. Calm down. All right. Should we talk about? Um, uh, I want to talk about. Um, sorry, last joke from that I that we left out that I laughed at was when the soup Nazi says <clears throat> he loves it when she finishes a beer. She looks inside to make sure that there's none left. <laughs> <laughs> It's a funny little character trait about uh, Danny there. Um, so JD is already frustrated with Elliot. He, I laughed out loud when Elliot sneezes with her eyes open. That was funny. But he's not um, frustrated. He just, he doesn't seem frustrated, does he? Do you think he's frustrated? Well, he's just, is that, all of a sudden, the second he got her, the instant he got her, he realized he doesn't love her. What's not to love though? Was I'm so but that's frustrated. That's why I'm saying where's Elliot is so that's the frustration. Yeah. Elliot is a dream girl. She's so fun. She's so silly. She's so beautiful. Sure, she's neurotic and nuts, but who the fuck isn't? And I just I don't know. The whole time I'm watching, I'm going like, JD, you are never going to do any better than this amazing woman. What the fuck is wrong with you? What is the because I mean, you literally have those lines in the show where you're like, I, I, I want somebody who's crazy, and she's like, let's watch. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Who, kangaroo who likes Jack. To watch, yeah, right. who likes to watch old corny movies? And she's like, "Let's watch Kangaroo Jack." Yeah, and she's and you're like, "Damn, she's perfect. She's she's sounds like she's perfect." Yeah, yeah. I've never seen Kangaroo Jack. Who's in that? Jerry O'Connell and Anthony oh. Anderson. Wow, and a kangaroo. It's them in Australia, I think, chasing after a kangaroo. It's a Jerry Bruckheimer movie, also. Right. Have you seen it? Yeah, I think I, I I think I saw it in the movie theater. Are you kidding me? I always I went to high school with Jerry O'Connell, and I did a movie. Oh, nice! With uh with Anthony when I was very young, both of those guys are friends of mine. Uh, That's so amazing! Absolutely, I definitely saw the movie. I saw it in the movie theater. I actually wow. I probably went to the premiere. Okay. And this was right around the time when I was doing Remember the Titans, so it was a Bruckheimer project. So yes. Oh, you were in the also. Bruckheimer family. At that point, yes. <clears throat> uh, Donald, the one of the uh, one of the um, you know results of of this past year, you know, COVID and all is I I, I spent a ton of time with uh, my brother. I lived with him for three months. It was amazing. It's the most time we've spent together in forever. And remember, the Titans is one of his all time favorite movies, and literally like made me sit in bed one uh, rainy afternoon in Hawaii with him and to watch it and him cry. And uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was, it was a very big uh, brotherly moment and a brotherly moment. Have you seen it before? Had you seen it before? No. That was your first time seeing it? Yes. Wow. All the way through. It? I mean, I'd seen bits and pieces, but... Did you enjoy it? Yes. Right What's on. not to enjoy? It's a masterpiece. There's this know, really I'm ran... sure there's a lot of people out there that are like, it wasn't for me. I don't, you know... I like football, uh, and that's not my kind of football movie. There's this really random moment. I'm sure Sarah and I were just riffing that you kept in, and you and Bill kept in, where we're reminiscing about... The um, horse. Yeah. We're reminiscing about the things we have in common. 
and the, the memories we have. And I remember, and we're just like riffing nonsense. We're like, remember those two guys? And the mom was trying to remember the song. And, and then there's a long pause and we, until we had to put their horse down. Poor Cinnamon. He could run like the wind, but his tail couldn't put out that fire. <laughs> so well, you, fucking random. It was that, so that random. That was written though, right? I don't remember if it was. Written. I don't think. I, I, I don't think, think on the day we were just being silly, right? Yes. Then you guys, you that's fucking phenomenal, dude. That's such a great. I mean, I'm sure there was help from Bill and and exactly, was on exactly. Staff, it, it, it built on itself. Yeah, we just kept going on it, but it's so weird and random, and it's a funny thing that's been left in the episode because it has nothing to do with anything else. I mean, it serves the point like we have a lot of shared uh, memories together, but it's just so random. I, but I, but you know, <laughs> I'm always like. <laughs> It, was cinnamon running in circles? Like, how did cinnamon, you know, right. to get the fire out? What was cinnamon out? doing? Why, what, is, why, what was cinnamon why was doing? Cin- why was cinnamon that, trying that to cinnamon, put the fire out? Did cinnamon start the death? fire? Like, I was burnt to death. No, we had to put to cinnamon. Death? We had to put cinnamon down um, because of the fire. So I, I imagine he was injured enough in the blaze to need. Mercy. But what what did the tail have to do with it? No matter what was um, the tail. The line part? was um, he could run like the wind, but his tail couldn't put out that fire. Yeah, I don't understand. I think he, now that I read it again, I think he was he was trying to. He, Randall was he either was he was he trying to wave the fire off his own body, or was he running around the fire trying to put it out by waving his tail? That's was he, what I thought, thought. Was he I whipping his tail against his body? Yeah, I didn't know. It's either or. I guess it's it's, it's up for interpretation. Yeah. Well, because of the he could run like the wind, I had in my head I pictured him running around the barn trying to get to create enough wind. Oh, so you fire. think so he was sort of a he was sentient in a way that he was he had a plan to extinguish the fire. <laughs> and the plan went awry. Donald, you have tears in your eyes at fifteen, nineteen. Are those real or or, or uh, fake ones that were blown into your eyes with the with the menthol? I'm sure they were fake. Yeah, it's pretty hard for you to just start sobbing on, on cue. Hmm. Well, no, yeah, on cue it's kind of hard. But if you if I work myself up to it, I can make it look like it's so. On the cue. point of it was that that Judy's speech is so moving that you've got tears coming down your face, but you haven't seen anything. But they show you rehearsing, and that was so funny when when Donald's trying to um, when Turk is trying to write his speech, and he's like, "Baby, you know you're my baby," yeah. and when it comes to babies, you're the best baby. Yeah. <laughs> there was babies before you, but you will always be my baby, baby. <laughs> that was funny. And then Marco sabotages you by stealing the monologue from Billy Crystal at the end of When Harry Met Sally, and that's so funny. That you don't know, and you deliver it so sincerely. Well, it, it all comes from me making fun of him for loving when Harry met Sally in the beginning of the show. Right, which so, which establishes that you haven't seen it. That which and, establishes one that I haven't seen it, and two, yeah. And JD tries to tell Turk. <laughs> yeah, gotta, he does the thing with stop. his hand. Like, he no, gives no, him no, the, no, yo, don't, 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 don't do it. You're, 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 yeah, yeah. Because and JD Turk, obviously has seen when Harry met Sally. Um, but that's so funny how earnestly you deliver that um, that mo- that Billy Crystal monologue, and uh, uh, if the guest and it's not. The- but that's the weirdest thing ever. It's not because it's not because you're, you know, it's not because we're getting married. It's not because it's our rehearsal dinner to, tonight. It's because when you love someone, 
You want to yeah. spend the rest of your life with them. Exactly. Um, oh, all right, we have the fan great. is here. So we are going to take a quick break, right, Joel? Yep. We this is where but we take a break. What what Don? We'll be, what do you want to say? It's not weird that Turk is giving the exact cadence that Billy Crystal gives in the movie <laughs> and he didn't write that, you know what I mean? And he's never seen the movie, but he's giving the exact cadence. That doesn't strike I love anyone that. as crazy. I love that line that when you love someone, you when you finally find I came person, here tonight because when you realize you love someone, whatever it is, you, yeah, you want the rest of your life to start right with, with them. them. You want the rest of your life to start right now. That's so cool. It's great writing. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Reboot your credit card with Apple Card, the only credit card designed for iPhone. It gives you up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase. Plus, Apple Card has no fees, not even hidden ones. Apply for Apple Card now in the Wallet app on iPhone. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Variable APRs for Apple Card range from 19.24% to 29.49% based on credit worthiness. Rates as of February 1, 2024. Terms and more at AppleCard.com. Kind is calling all flavor chasers. Hey, it's Zach here, and Kind has six new flavors for whatever you crave. Is it something sweet? Try the new seeds, fruit, and nuts bars with flavors like dark chocolate, raspberry, and pumpkin seed. They're made with sweet raspberries and cranberries. And the number one ingredient, seeds. And for something savory, Kind has you covered. Try their roasted nuts and jalapeno bars. Or grab the rosemary nuts and sea salt bars. Savory snacking has never been this delicious. I know your mouth is watering. I personally love the raspberry. Mmm, mmm, Donald. Let me tell you, I could eat 10 of those a day. Oh, really? Rosemary's mine. All six new bars are gluten-free and have at least five grams of protein. Kind always leads with nutrient-dense ingredients like nuts. Explore all the new flavors waiting for you, like strawberry sunflower seed, orange cranberry pumpkin seed, and paprika nuts and mesquite smoked sea salt. This is the bar for people who love real food. Try all the new flavors of Kind Seeds, Fruit and Nuts Bars, and Kind Savory Bars. Shop on Amazon today. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and the last star on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh. Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return, your time won't, and we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the last episode, Joelle. This is the last episode of that about both gurgles and Disney. You're the one who made up the gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. No, it's a Howard Stern thing. I didn't make that up. They always do that on Howard Stern. I have to. My my whole my whole act is stolen from my 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 legend, my 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 favorite radio voice, Howard Stern. All right, bring in, bring us the guest, friends. Daniel, have fun with the Oprah voice on this one. Oh boy! <laughs> Hello, Armin Barnhart. Oh, you took the wait. Hold on. Give it up for Armin Barnhart in Ganarsa. <laughs> that was a pretty. All right, all right, all right. That was a good well attempt. Done. I was well a pretty done. good attempt. I, I have no idea what language that is, Armand. Where are you calling from? Uh, Iceland. Iceland. Wow, it's our first Icelandic call. Armin Bernard, is it, what is it? Ar, can you say it for me real quick? Say, say your name. It's it's Arman Bernhard Ingunarsson. Ingunarsson. Say one more time. Arman. Arman. Bernhard. Like Bernhard. Yeah, yeah. Bernhard Ingunarsson. Ingunarsson. Yeah. Give it up for no, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that shit. No. Armand, welcome, welcome, welcome. We also Thank have Randall. So lovely name, my We man. have uh, Randall name, Winston brother. here, who not only is uh you may know him as Leonard the security guard and also Death and also our line producer, but he directed yeah. this particular episode of the show. Oh Armand. Nice hey, work, man. Randall. Where are you nice. calling from? He said Where Iceland. Oh, he, I thought it's, the name was Icelandic. I didn't know he was hitting Yeah, downtown Reykjavik right now. Reykjavik. Hey. Our, our art department uh, was, we're big fans of Iceland. Our, uh, our art director married uh, an Icelandic man, and when she was in Reykjavik, she used to run into a couple other people from the Scrubs art department. Armand, is it true that Iceland is the one that's green and Greenland is the one with more ice? It's very true, Zach, very true. It's, uh, we have four seasons here. And sometimes it's green, sometimes it's not. But isn't it true that that was done? I mean, I heard this urban legend that you're going to tell me might be not true, that they did that on purpose because they wanted to dissuade people from coming there. So they called it Iceland, even though it was very green. Well, the stories are very, uh, they differ from time to time. The story is that Eric the Red discovered Greenland and he named it Greenland so that people would actually go there, Mm -hmm. even though it was not very green, except only on the coast. And the the name of Iceland comes from the first settler who came here. His name was Raven Floki. And he came here and he actually uh, settled up in the north. And he came here pretty late summer. So by the time when he was ready to start cultivating, doing some agriculture, some animal husbandry, winter came and it froze and all the crops died. And he left later that year and said, I curse you and I name you Iceland. <laughs> That's wow. a good story. I heard that uh, Reykjavik is one of the most fun cities on earth. Is that true? It's very nice to be here. It's uh, it has a vibrant nightlife. Uh, it's very safe. It's quite uh, it's it's an easygoing city most of the time. Of 
course, uh, Icelanders are known for partying, so bars usually don't close until like 3, 4 a.m. Of course, now with COVID, nothing is open past 9. Yeah, I was going to ask you, are you guys um, as hit? Uh, oh, nothing uh, is open. You guys still have bars, though. You can still go to bars up until 9 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just on Wednesday, we had a, a new rule. Basically, we have these three people who uh, take care of all the... Uh, all the all the rules basically so uh, as of wednesday we're allowed to be 50 people together uh, in restaurants theaters and movie theaters uh a little bit more for it depends on the size of the stores for example if you have a store that's over like 500 square feet you can have 100 people and then 10 more each square foot above it's 10 square square wow. feet above so it sounds like you uh, the country must have it under control if you're allowed to do all that yeah uh, very early on we elected three people the uh the director of the immuno like one one high set doctor one high set uh, police officer who's like uh chief of the Reykjavik police and then the 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 chief of medicine of iceland we got these three people and they basically they set the rules with the government and we just listen to that and if you don't do that then you can have hefty fines for yeah breaking my sense my sense is you rules. might not have an anti-masker problem in your country like we have in ours. Uh, no not so much we've had one big case of a person refusing to wear a mask and she got arrested this week so whoa wow she uh she was supposed they to don't do that here no. They don't do that. Did you here. you could you, you could in America you don't have to wear a mask and you could get in somebody's personal space and not suffer any consequences other than getting kicked out of a store. Yeah, just putting it out there. Um, all right, let's let's focus. Armand, do you have a question for any of us? Yeah, I absolutely do. Uh, first, I have a question for you, Zach. Yes, sir. Uh, I am a dungeon master. I play a lot of D. Yes. Hello. <laughs> hey, Donald. Hey, how's it going? Question was for me. Uh, in yeah. fact, okay. I just got out of a session about 20 minutes ago. And yeah. I have a question regarding writer's block because yeah. I have my own homebrew world and yeah. I make all the stories and stuff. But I tend to get lost what, what, and have difficulty what, making. Um, can you let the man ask his fucking question? You know what he's asking you. He's going to ask you, how do you get through well, your Why are you interrupting? Like, we've never had a fucking guest from Reykjavik before. And you're like, what, 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 Because he freaking <laughs> said something about freaking uh, okay, just Dungeons take and Dragons. Homebrew is your right. own rules, Donald. Home, just, homebrew just means your own rules. Okay, That's right. Okay, can you continue, Armand? I'm sorry about my friend. Well, my question is really like, how do you get through writer's block? Because I tend dun, to dun, like, dun. sorry, sorry, <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> um, I tend to like sit down and start writing, and then nothing is coming, and then I just so okay. Uh, just a stuff. just a quick question, Armand. For those who don't know Dungeons and Dragons, when you're the dungeon master, you kind of create and make up the world for the game that everybody's playing, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yes, and you can make anything happen. You can be like, and now we walked into a cave. Right. Yeah, and then it's up to the players to sort of spin that around. What do they want to do in the cave? Mm. Well, the there are a lot is, of people. That, can I just go say ahead. something just yeah, to piggyback on what? The thing is, there's also it's not just adventure. It's not just so you're fighting, fighting, fighting. There's also storytelling involved. Yeah, you spend a lot of time in taverns, and there's world building and everything like that. And so <laughs> it's you know it's really easy to be like so you come to a town, and at the town you meet. An adventure, there's an adventurer's tavern, and you walk into the adventurer's tavern, and you look for a mission, and you get a campaign, and you find adventurers. And I you feel guys like I'd be a great dungeon master. 
dude, that's what he's trying to, he's trying to say, like, I don't want to just do that. Is there other, are there other ways to create stories? Well, and he's also that... saying, do you run out? Of, what do you do when your brain's not coming with an idea? You know, I, I don't, I'm not very disciplined with this, Armand, but a lot of writers will say there's no such thing as writer's block. You just didn't outline enough. Um, I don't necessarily find my best stuff comes that way, but if I was, I think if I was going to be a dungeon master, I would definitely make sure that I had bullet pointed out, like, I'm going to start here. I want to get to here. I have an idea that we're going to go over to here to this tavern. I would like make an outline of all of the, the, the great storytelling beats I wanted to hit. So that then you kind of just know where you have to go and then your creativity fills in all, all the spaces. Do you know what I mean? Kind of, yeah. There's a lot of screenwriters that write like that. They'll, they'll outline the whole script. So they, and, and then the, the more detailed their outline is, the better. And then when it comes time to actually sit down and write the dialogue and write the action, they have such a specificity to what they've already outlined. Like, I need to write a tavern scene where these three characters get in an argument and then discover that they're going to go here, you know? So it, it's, it's, it's very clear what you need to write by the time you get to writing. Armand, do you have, yeah. do you have any of the books, the base books? Like I have the, the Holy Trinity, of course. Uh-huh. The original jump offs. Uh, I have the like player's the handbook, dungeon the dungeon master's guide. guide, all that stuff. Uh, and then of course and, the uh, monster manual. Yeah. And monster manual. There's a bunch of source material that you can, you always use. Do you guys always like, when you guys are playing, do do you have them go against like epic monsters, or are they going up against like like how do you space out your campaign? Obviously, it starts off with something small, and then it's something epic at the end. Uh, do you ever? Why not Empire Strikes Back the situation and start <laughs> off with the big battle in the beginning, and then the rest of it's nothing but story at you know during the end and puzzle solving at the end instead of you know. You know, switch it up that way. If you're really hitting writer's block like that, you might be doing this already. I'm just, you know, thinking of the things that, you know, my DM when I was growing up, he would do things like that where it's like we would spend all night on a campaign and not do anything but puzzle solving. And then we'd have like one epic battle. And and then sometimes he'd start it off where we'd have like this epic battle and then it would be puzzle solving. Like I'm just trying to throw out different ways to, to play the game yeah we just finished a a gothic horror themed adventure and as soon as they got out of there they basically came into my world and suddenly the world was a lot bigger and we ended the session with oh by the way there's trolls coming to break down the castle <laughs> so the next time we go it'll start with a troll trying to break down the castle a but big you know time war, right and we've That's... got to start rolling the ball why are the trolls there right how how many how many uh people do you have play how many people play? uh we, cur we currently went down from six down to four, which is a very comfortable size. And how many hours are you guys playing? We tend to play about four to five hours every two weeks, just about. Daniel We're and all... Joel, have you done this? You're both nodding. Have you played D&D? &D? I my... play every Sunday. These are my people. Oh, oh really? Joel, who I are you yesterday. playing with? Who are you guys playing with, man? All why my people you are still back in New York. Why can't you, you guys gotta have Donald? friends without children. <laughs> so yeah, we no, have no, eight no. hours every Sunday yeah, to dude, dedicate. That's, that's why. That's why I <laughs> asked him how many hours. That's why I asked him oh, how wow. many hours are you dedicating to this? 
four to five hours, man. That's a quick campaign. You see all the fun you could be having without those it's kids? procession, though. So, I mean, I'm sure it's the yeah. same campaign. So, it's just you we only are you do. No, no, no. I'm say, I was about to say, my bad. Four, four or five hours for a session is not enough time. We would do like, I remember one time when I was a kid, we did a 16-hour session. That's too Dude. long. I have to sleep. No, it I was have the not. attention span for a 16-hour <laughs> some yeah. people, some people, the, D, the dungeon master was the only person that didn't sleep, man. But we got pizza. We got them Coca-Cola. We freaking stayed up all night long oh and played goodness. Dungeons and Dragons. because Those we were the days. Those magical. were the days, dude. I remember my dad walked into the house and was like, good night. And everybody just got up and left. That's how the campaign ended. <laughs> I would like to do that. I'd like to be a guest dungeon master, Joel. Oh my god, it'd be so I'll get you the books. Okay, I've got them all digitally. I'm on D and Beyond. He really yeah. would. You would be I a great dungeon master. I would love to do it. Because I can, would I would like 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 Armand's saying, I, I I think I could weave a good tale. Can I offer something thing, to Armand? The only thing real? that gets oh, sorry. The, sorry, go ahead, Ben. No, no, please, please, please. No, the only thing talk. that gets the only thing that gets is not playing favorites and stuff like that. Like you might create your own character as a dungeon master and stuff like that, and you might love that. Like that would suck about like my DM. He would create characters and stuff that he loved, and you would have a character that got you know that became like let's say a higher level, and you faced this character that he loved, and there's no way you're ever gonna win, even if you critical hit, double zeros, fucking fatality. The fucker has a helmet on or something like that to stop it from. <laughs> From from right. killing him, like it was just like so much stuff. Like but Zach loves rules. I feel like Zach is going to be the the kind of DM who's like, yes, very creative and like into like creating his own characters and stuff. But then like also like in D and D, there's like very strict rules about like how many hit points you have and like what different things impact a character. And I feel like you're going to rely on the books pretty religiously and follow that. And that's what makes the game fun. Like there's the combination of chance and uh, improv. And, and that's, that's just like, like gambling to too, in. right? And it's like totally. gambling too, right? It's like you're sitting at the, date, the Vegas dice yeah. table with is no sex. Is there sex? Do you yeah, get there's, to like, se- there's anything there are you want. Whatever you Hell want. Yeah. Whatever you no, want. No, I want to know, could, I, could I have all my characters, my warlocks and my gnomes and, and wizards all enter a brothel? And yeah. it's like, if you roll this, you you like please yes, the woman. Yes, if you want to role play sex like that, yes, you can do it. I want to say like, do you please, if you roll a seven, you please the wench. Like, as, yeah, as long have, as there's consent, yeah. Oh, as long as everybody oh, at the table is okay with it. Randall's yes, like, what the yes. fuck did I walk I know. into? Oh, I'm not going to. He's like, I thought we were talking about scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fascinated. Kind is calling all flavor chasers. Hey, it's Zach here, and Kind has six new flavors for whatever you crave. Is it something sweet? Try the new seeds, fruit, and nuts bars with flavors like dark chocolate, raspberry, and pumpkin seed. They're made with sweet raspberries and cranberries. And the number one ingredient, seeds. And for something savory, Kind has you covered. Try their roasted nuts and jalapeno bars. Or grab the rosemary nuts and sea salt bars. Savory snacking has never been this delicious. I know your mouth is watering. I personally love the raspberry. Mmm, Donald. Let me tell you, I could eat 10 of those a day. Oh, really? Rosemary's mine. All six new bars are gluten-free and have at least five grams of protein. Kind always leads with nutrient-dense ingredients like nuts. Explore all the new flavors waiting for you, like strawberry sunflower seed, orange cranberry pumpkin seed, and paprika nuts and mesquite smoked sea salt. This is the bar for people who love real food. Try all the new flavors of Kind Seeds, Fruit and Nuts Bars, and Kind Savory Bars. Shop on Amazon today. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's go. We should steer this away from D&D for people that have no interest in D&D. Uh, Armand, you have another question. Yes, I do. Uh, Donald, uh, doing a bit of sleuthing, I, I learned an interesting story about the time when you gave a used napkin to an improv group. Yes, in Times Square. Yeah, in, in Times Square. Yeah, I'm sure I did it. I, I, I do recall doing something they like that. They asked for a prop and you gave them a used napkin? They asked for a used napkin. They asked for what I had in my pocket, and I had a used napkin. And I was like, this is gross, dude. I had it in my pocket, and it's used. And they were like, we need it. 
Did they make up a whole bit about it? I didn't even stick around to see the bit. I just gave the napkin and took (laughs) off, dude. (laughs) It's fucking New York, man. Get the fuck out of here. You trying to rob me or something? Oh, it was like on the street. Yeah, dude. Oh, no one wants your street improv, guys. Listen, if your thing (laughs) is street improv, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) You deserve that dirty napkin. Oh, here comes imaging webcam. All right, back in the chat. Is it it, it too late? Daniel, I thought you got a new camera. Oh, there we go. By the way, when it works in spurts, it looks really good. Um, is it too late to give to offer Armand any advice at all? No, yeah, we'll no, let you go, because, go ahead, because he dropped go off. Go ahead. Go I'm, go s- I'm so sorry. Let's just go very, back to D&D. Very, very quickly. This is just about writers. I just writer's don't want to lose listeners, Daniel. So I apologize. This is just about writers' block in general. When I was writing music, and I would always get to a point where I don't know what to do with this beat, whatever, blah blah blah. I would ch- truly start over something new, write a completely new song, write something entirely different. And what that would do was just like, instead of me focused on pushing my creativity on that moment, it was just restarting it and resetting and just like starting a new page. And I feel like that can be applied to things like D&D, like scenarios. It's like, if you're having trouble coming up with a section, forget it. Any work that you do that is creative work is going to be helpful for what you're doing in the future, whether it's a new campaign, whether it's something else that you're working on, just start fresh on something completely new. Talk about a new encounter. Talk about a new, you know, tavern that you're going to go to. Think of a new town that you're going to visit. Just completely start over the creative process with something else so that your brain is still going and creating ideas. Because then when you're in the active process of creating ideas, maybe that thing that you were working on will come to you. Yeah. And don't be the guy that like, kills everybody man let people freaking play and freaking sure get yes. the ep at the end of the campaign so they can go out and buy shit in the books because that's and the I'm best w. part that's the best part the best part is going shopping and being like i'm gonna get that crossbow <laughs> i'm gonna get that freaking bastard sword that's right. the best part all right um let's go back to your uh second question well my second question was mostly just about that napkin because I just, I just love the fact that uh, some people came up to Donald and he's walking the street, just like, we need something that you have. Just give it to us, anything you have. And he just went to his pocket. Did they recognize you, Donald? Do you remember? Or were they just thinking? Well, uh, they obviously recognized me after. No, they might have just been. Oh, because yeah, they put it in the news. I see. Because it became news. But, you know, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, it, it's like in my, like, IMDB or some shit like that. Yeah. That well, it's an important fact about you. Yeah, it, it is. It's very important. I am yeah. known to have used. Everyone napkins. knows if you confront Donald with your street improv in New York City, you're probably going to get a dirty napkin. All right, <laughs> it's time for Iceland's favorite segment, Donald. It's time to fix, fix your, your life. Disredo. Disredo. Joelle wincing every time (laughs) is my favorite part. (laughs) All right. Go ahead, Armand. We're going to fix your life. All right. So here's the thing. Uh, I just got into a relationship a few months ago. And uh, this is the kind of thing where you just meet the person and you completely fall for them. Uh, We met. We went to a concert. I invited her over for a beer. We went and we drank half a beer, but we talked for like five hours. And then I drove her home. And the thing is that she came here on a sort of a tourist visa so she could be here for three months so she left in december she's not going to be back for another three months so i guess my question is like have any of you ever been in a long distance relationship and do you have any tips on how to like cultivate that in that absence 
Yes. All right. Donald Donald's going to go first, and he's got a he's definitely uh, got a tip. No pun intended for how to deal with that situation. Go ahead. I Donald. have a question. I have a question. Are you guys in a relationship, or did you just share a beer? And this is a girl you like. Are you exclusive? He wants to know. Oh, that's the question. Okay, yeah. So we we shared that beer, and then two week two days later we went on another date. Then I took her on like a tourist date where you go to see all the nice sights and the nice black sand beaches and the waterfalls and the hot water bursting out of the ground, all that good stuff. And yeah, we are pretty exclusive. We are very much in love, and Great. we are very much seven thousand kilometers apart. Oh, well, the good news is you found love, dude. That, Thunder's that's applause. the best part. Yeah, Thunder's applause, Dan. Yeah! Joelle's just looking for that. Uh, we're trying to find her. But listen, before we get to solving your problem, in this crazy time on Earth, when everyone's on lockdown and everyone is going through a rough time with this Earth, what's happening on this Earth, you managed to find love. So that's, that's, a, that's a celebratory that's, thing. That's Amen. A, a number one Amen. problem to have right there. Lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And and with technology the way it is, you guys can be intimate and 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 all of that stuff now. So it's not like long distance relationships like back in the day where, you know, it's letters and you're living through the moment through every word that you read in a letter and stuff. So you have a lot of tools and uh technology to help you out. But I, I totally get it. There's nothing like touch. But you you can see her, you can talk to her, you can, you know what I mean? You can literally, she could literally take you wherever she goes if you really want, if you if that's what you guys really want. Um, Where does she live? So it makes... Mexico. <clears throat> Mexico, okay. Go ahead. Randall, uh, yes, if, Randall. If I may, I, because when Scrub started, I was, I, I was in a relationship that became a long-distance relationship. That's right. And, and you didn't have um, all of this technology. And I did not have all this technology. And... You know, it really, I mean, relationship, whether you're together or whether you're apart is about sharing, you know, and that keeps, I thought, kept the excitement up. So I, I got great pleasure out of, you know, uh, finding things that I was around that we had either shared or that I was excited to, uh, for us to do together when we were together and, you know, send that via mail or send little packages that were, um, that contained something that we had shared together or something that we had talked about together but didn't get the chance to uh, to to really engage in. And, you know, it was that, for me, it went on for a while and, and the great part about the distance was we were always happy to see each other and always uh, missed each other when we were apart. So that was the, the joy in the distance. I think I agree with Randall that all this technology is awesome and you guys can FaceTime and, and, and spend time with each other. But one thing that's nice is to do something analog, like surprise her with a, a long handwritten letter or surprise her with a, a little package just because Ain't no nothing one, like a care package, man. No one Ain't does that shit. Like a care no one does that shit anymore. I love it when I get a handwritten letter in the mail. I think it's, mm. it's just so special. I love you, it when I get a care package from just anybody. A care package? Care packages are amazing. Yeah. Amazing. You can't go wrong with that. Like, yeah. that's just that's just yeah. love in a basket of yeah. care. It's yeah. like just, t a t oh, oh, holy shit, they put a t-shirt in there just for yeah. me. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The, look at this. Look, the, the, the whole notebook is filled with nothing but, you know, Love and just Polaroid pictures of us, pictures smooching. of 
You know, look at <laughs> motherfucker put a motherfucker put a, a a shoebox with old photographs in it of us. Look at it, right. I love it. Right. Uh, oh, look, a, it's a chocolates song. from Reykjavik. Yeah. It's a song what? that that I that made me think of you. I By don't even way, have a tape deck no more. How am I gonna play this shit? By the way, Armand, is she? Um, does she play D and D with you? Um, she did play D and D a long time ago, but I haven't. Holy shit! Look at that twenty-sided dice. Yeah, because you could you could maybe um, another idea is to include her in your in your game so that she's getting to know your friends and 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 playing D and D with you as well. We lost her. Yeah. Armand is about to show she, something. She she got me this right before oh, she left. Oh, that's, that's so, awesome! It's a giant D twenty, guys. That's wow, so cool. guys, it's a D twenty. I I know all the lingo. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's an icosahedron for those who don't know D. There you go. That's a hedron. Do you wow. be rolling? Do you roll that? Is that your attack die? Yeah, but this is a. It's made out of paper, so it's very weighted. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, sorry, I woke up my cat. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> that looks like a kitten. Is that a full-grown cat? As he's about six months. So. Oh, she's oh, cute. Oh, little baby. Oh, I need just a cat. Woke. I'm sorry, buddy. Sorry. You guys, oh. should I get a cat? No, because yes. then I can never come over. Oh, you're allergic to cats? Are you allergic to cats? Yeah. But every time Babe. I see someone with a cat, I'm jealous. They Not also me. fuck up your furniture, right, Armand? She's going to fuck up all your... your oh, your yeah. Furniture. There's a reason why you can't see below the bed. It's all yeah. <laughs> That's the thing about kittens. They're so cute, but they're like, hey, thanks for having me over. I'm going to fuck up your whole house. They're like Rick James in that freaking uh, that Dave Chappelle sketch. <laughs> fuck your couch. Fuck your couch. They should have never given you nice things. Y'all don't remember that? No. Oh, I'm going to have to replace all my boards. <laughs> no. Huh? But I do yeah, remember the uh, what the party. Y'all don't remember that Dave, the, the Rick James yeah. on Dave Chappelle? Yeah, of course. Okay. One of the best bits ever. That's just hilarious. I'm Rick so James, good. bitch. Yeah. Hilarious. So, um, all right. Zach doesn't remember it. Zach, you don't remember it. I remember it vaguely. I don't remember Zach, that. you don't remember the Rick James sketch? I remember him in the outfit, and I remember him saying, Rick James, bitch, but I don't remember the skit word for word. Like, Oh, you know. man. That's a classic. You have iTunes, right? Just please watch it real yes, quick. I got the iTunes. Okay. Speaking of iTunes, um, I watched this episode on iTunes, and they removed uh, the Gavin DeGraw song "Follow Through," which is such a great song. Yeah, it wasn't on the end of Hulu at on Hulu either. Yeah. So if you Randall. watch this episode, guys, you got to. Uh, by the way, speaking that's true. We got Randall on the show. Randall, <laughs> you were the one you told us last time who was picking these fucking aftermarket songs. <laughs> I, yes, I, I did not pick the spots. I, 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 I no, but given... you, but you, you, you yourself went back to this episode and said, "Okay, we got to lose Gavin DeGraw follow through." Let me put in this one, Randall. It's not a good song. <laughs> it was the doing, best of what I had to choose from. No, I'm sure with the, whoever the artist is, I'm sure you're very talented. It just wasn't the right song for the right moment, and Gavin's song "Follow Through" is epic. It's it, 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 the way it works out too, and oh. This, this is, is the start of something good. Don't you agree? Don't you agree? Oh, it crushes at that moment, too. That dude can sing. I haven't felt like this in so many moons. Hey. You know what I mean? Hep. And we oh. can build through this destruction. Whatever the fuck he says after that. <laughs> Keep going. So, if you, you want to be with me, me ahead. you have, you to, have follow. to follow through. That dude, where the fuck is Gavin? 
Where is Gavin's he? always around, dude. Man, I know Gavin he's a, he works and stuff, you. but I just I remember when we were friends with Gavin. I remember we are still like, friends with Gavin, man. I run I run into Gavin out and about, and he's I was at dinner one where night. Where are you running Texas. into anyone out and about? Well, not now, but I ran into Gavin out and about in Texas one night. He was there with some of his friends, and I was there with my wife and uh and and my my kids and my father-in-law. And Gavin came up to the table where we were sitting to come say hi Aww. and talk to everybody at the table. I was once walking down the street in New York City and ran into him, his mother, and his father on the street. I run into Gavin so much, it's ridiculous, man. Well, it's ridiculous. I love that guy, and I wish I him all too. the best. And he fucking writes that shit, and he can write a song like... He writes a fucking great hooky pop song. And, you know what uh, we should do? We should see if iHeart and Gavin would let us play follow through at the end of this episode. Well, that's a good idea, but I already had a plan for the song at the end of this episode. Oh, you, oh, you want to play some of that freaking uh, Charlotte Lawrence? Yeah, I'm going to play Charlotte's episode. new song. Oh. It's fire. Right, so Have you, you heard it? It's a bop. Have you uh, heard it? That's what, what the kids do. call it. Let's, let's get into this because we, we're, we're going long. We we finished the show pretty much. I mean, there's a couple of things. There's a few we, more things. Armand, you can more stay on because we want to talk about you, Armand. You, you can stay on and kick it with us. Yeah. Um. So let's get into it. Let's talk uh, about this Jordan Cox uh, won't fight situation, and how that turned. In, that's like it was like sex for Cox. That's how much he needed the freaking uh the the confrontation. He needed to have somebody fight with him so bad. Yeah. And the, the great the great joke was at the end of it where he tries to get uh, Carla to fight with him. And she's like, uh-uh, I'm getting married tomorrow. There's no yeah. fucking way. That yeah. shit had me rolling. He's turned on by arguing. I think that must come from Bill and Krista's real life. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but some just, people are. They, they, need, they, need, they need confrontation to get all riled up. If their Twitter interactions remember, are any I sign, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they I argue remember. on Twitter. That's their that's their shtick, and they'll be sitting there next to each other having an <laughs> argument on Twitter. <laughs> and Bill was very very specific about uh, when uh, when uh, Cox says you remind me of your mother, and she turns around and she's just kill you, kill you, yeah. Kill you. That was like he gave her a line reading. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny though. Your shot was clever there, Randall. She she sort of rises up into into a close up in that moment. It was good. That's fun. Um, I got goosebumps when we're at the we're at the dinner party, and you're telling me how you really feel about Judy. Just you fucked up the speech. You did when Harry met Sally, and you're just you're sitting there and you're talking to me about what you really love about her. And I go, maybe you should say that. And then you kind of stand up. I like got goosebumps on my legs. I thought it was moving. I thought you did great too. I thought you were amazing at that moment also. Thank you. I love you. <clears throat> the final um, <laughs> stunt in that in that yeah. scene. You know, she hits him and he goes flying over the table. And this is my, my I first remember scrub. this one. I remember and, this. And it was late at night. Randall. It was I late at night. It, it was wasn't like, me, right? It was a stuntman. I didn't, yeah, I was it was a stuntman. And, and everybody wanted to go home. And he goes flying over the table. And if I remember, he was like bleeding a little bit. And he was yeah. like, he was like, he was like, I can do this better. He's like, like, please. He's like, I got to do this better. You, you got to let me do it again. And I was like, this is so weird. Like, I can't believe. I was like, it, it was. It was like, one of those things where it was like, it was, it was like, we don't have it, but we don't have time to get it. We've got 
very little. It was like one of those things where we have very little set left. We yeah. we only have one take at this. It's like when well, also and the it didn't reset. Work. The reset was the a reset long time. was going to take forever, uh. and it was like it was like I rem- I remember that I remember watching and being like mm, that stunt didn't work, and I'm then remembering like oh shit that's right that was the night that like he this dude was begging for another take wasn't yeah. he yes yeah but it was late yes. and we were like bro it's going to take like a half hour to turn around in urgent care turn around in urgent care <laughs> that was a different episode um, that was urgent care yeah. I want to say something. If you you you'd never cut to talk, this is one mistake you made in directing this episode. This was the best. Ep- this is the best part of the episode. You never me. cut to, to Todd's outfit the, at the at the at the rehearsal dinner, which you only see in a wide shot. If you're watching, you have to. That was the best part. I laughed so hard at that. You have I to laugh. look at what Rob's no, outfit is. He's in a he's in a black he's in a black leather trench coat with a butterfly collar. With a butterfly collar <laughs> and it's open. I did not get it. This is crazy. It's so fucking funny. His outfit. And he only has one line in the whole show. What I it's, mean. Oh yeah. But, but it's not in the outfit. The outfit is never cut to. Oh my god. I, yes. I paused. Right. I paused in the wine jar because I was laughing so hard at Rob. I laughed at that so hard when he gets pushed over the table and freaked out. Oh, that's Rob. beautiful. The the least happy people in that scene were Aloma and Rob because they yeah. it was like they had nothing to do and it was. Well, yeah, I didn't even know they were in the scene until they she's pouring the champagne and then he gets pushed over the table. Right, but yeah. it was but it was like a. Freaking Downton Abbey dinner scene. Everybody had to stay. Everybody right. was there, yeah. And there, there are people like there, there are people that have lines in the next episode that have to be in the scene and don't have lines. I remember Hattie Winston was supposed to be there, That's and she's right. not there playing my mom. Someone else is there playing my mom. And they and we just never shot that side of the family. We never shot the person. The person that's supposed to be DL, if you notice, has the dreads and everything, but it's not DL Hughley. That was oh. that was a very interesting. We, well, and they had they, they had her sisters there. I recognize them. But they no, they just lives. had Candice was the only one that was there. And her sister, oh, right. it was just Candice that was there. Her sister's not in the scene. Her actual twin sister is not in the scene. Everybody also enters again in the next episode. So my mom shows up again in the next episode. Right, right. Uh, DL doesn't show up again in the next episode, but my mom does. There you go. We, You know what was weird, interesting, that we never, ever took the opportunity to decide who uh, Turk's dad was. Uh, yeah, my mother was not happy about that. I think that would have been interesting. I think it was Leonard the security guard. <laughs> in a plot twist. Well, I think we did it, guys, right? That's Definitely. the episode. All right, listen, um, we like Randall, thank you so much for coming on. We love you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And um, continued blessings on all the wonderful things happening in your career. And um and you're such Mazel. an amazing man, Mazel. Randall. I love you so much, man. You're such an amazing man. Like, uh, thank you so much for all that you've you know, Randall hits me up every once in a while and is like, yo, I got something. Do you wanna come and play? And I just appreciate you so much, brother, man. Thank you so, so Why much. Why don't you have him on Mixedish, Randall? I love you. I, it's, not, I, it's not up to him, man. He's, he's, it's not, he's not the yeah. one well, that said, he's I got want the, Donald he, on this shit. He's got the ear of the showrunner. He could say this would be great for Donald. Randall, I, what the I, fuck? I, I, do, you, do you think I have, I've, not, I've never said it? There's a, there's a, there's a lot. Of, there's, there's things in the there's world. A whole <laughs> lot of, there's a whole lot of things that come in. I think you'd be great on Mixedish. Maybe as a, a professor. Loves professor Donald. Sassy <laughs> professor Donald with patches on his can elbows. Can I be like the can I be the weed like the dude who teaches like the how to grow marijuana at the college? Yeah. <laughs> Donald Donald's just looking to to play himself. 
I just want to be a stoner. Could the character it's, it's, it's be super hot? Of, it's about a bunch of stone. Like her dad's kind of like a stoner. Dude, like I love that thing. I'm trying to get you a job and you're like, could the character be high? <laughs> Randall, make it happen, yes. okay? Keep it in the family, Randall. Keep it in the family. All right. Uh, we love you guys. I, I want to go out with um, Charlotte Lawrence, uh, Bill and Krista's uh, daughter, as most of you know, is a is a singer. And, you know, sometimes your friend's or your friend's kid puts out a song and you and you and you and you try and promote it because you feel obligated. Well, this song is a bop, as they say. Randall, that's what the kids say. Okay. Uh, it's called Talk You Down. It's Charlotte Lawrence. Here she is. Uh, we love you all. We'll see you next time. You're saying that you can't speak, but you're talking. Isn't it ironic? You're saying that there's no way I can stop it. But I ain't gonna drop it, yeah In this moment Oh, it's only in your mind All I know is Baby, what's yours is mine Rational fears are calling Rational tears are falling Baby, I swear I promise That I won't take you down Make believe while you're walking Making no sense Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.